You ready? Open it. <sighs> All right, we're back. We took the week off. Hollow weekend got the best of us. I'll be honest. Yes. Still hurting. But we're back. We're back in action. And we're not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving, Jeff. I'm not fucking leaving! (laughs) It is October 31st, 2018. Halloween edition. Spooky. Spooky, spooky. I'm getting off this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's week nine. Week nine is upon us. And we are more than than halfway done with the regular season. Unbelievable. We say this every week, but it's just flying. It's sad. It is. Because, like, the favorite, my favorite time of the year is halfway over. Okay, on a more positive note, we are back. Same routine, different day. Let's get right into it. Stardom, sit-ems, sleepers. And we got a good old bonus question from a good friend of the show. What's his name? Enzo. Hey, Owens. My friend, the Owens. All right. Ready? Let's get it. Russell Wilson versus the Chargers. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Always. He is a quarterback. So... In the beginning of the year, he started off slow, and people were like, maybe he doesn't have the weapons, maybe he's not the same Russell Wilson. I still say that. What? He sucks. No, okay. he, doesn't. he doesn't suck. Listen. I hate him. And maybe you could start him. Okay. <laughs> so, he started off slow. He, wasn't, he didn't look like his normal self. And the past three weeks, he's thrown three touchdowns in the last three games. Like, each game, three touchdowns. So, nine oh. touchdowns in the last three games. I did not know that. They have that guy. They have a couple guys that are really emerging that you'll find out later on. But if you had any doubts of starting him the last couple weeks, you shouldn't have any doubts, and you should just fire him up every week. Fire him up. Every week. Fire me up, Bry. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if you're in need of a streaming option this week, my guy, Joe Flacco, at home versus versus Pittsburgh. And I'll tell you why, Bry. Before you say ew again, tell me why. So, now that we're getting into the bulk of the mid-season bye weeks, I'm saying look no further than the Italian Stallion. That's what I'm saying. Joe Flacco, the Italian Stallion. Can you confirm he's Italian? Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) He has to be. His name's Joe Flacco. Okay, so, back to it. First off, he's matched up against a bad defense that has let up the fifth most fantasy points to the opposing quarterbacks. I butchered that completely. It's all right. Fifth Keep, most, you're going. You're fifth, doing good. Fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. That's pretty to look at. Mind you, also, the Ravens and Steelers, they know each other. They played each other. Week four. Joe Flacco walked off. Guess where? Guess what his stats were, Brian? Let me guess, Jeff. Don't you could, guess. You could tell me. <laughs> 363 yards and two touchdowns. That's a That's, lot of fantasy points. It's a great day in the fantasy world. And that was also in Pittsburgh. And you know Joe Flacco is known to do a whole lot better at home. And so that feels like a great option to me. So if you're streaming quarterbacks this week, which I'm sure a ton of you are, I, I think Joe Flacco is a good, a good option this week. A lot of like teams that are relevant are on buys this week. Yeah. So you might like have that. to listen to Jeffrey. Might have to? Should. You have to. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Receivers. So this guy is going to be a stud the rest of the year. Who, Bri? You can you can quote me, Jeff. Oh. Cortland Sutton. Oh, quote. Doesn't sound like he will be good because of his name. When you think of a good player, you think of Calvin Johnson, not Cortland Sutton. <laughs> so they're playing at Fire home. Name. 
playing at home against Houston, and I, everybody now knows the trade with Demarius Thomas, mm-hmm. and they only did that because they believe in this guy. So he's going to be fired up as the starter every week with him and Emmanuel Sanders, and Houston's defense will be focused on Sanders and Lindsey. True. Mostly. True. So Sutton will get a lot of one-on-one matchups. He will win that those matchups. Yeah. He is very good. He mm-hmm. will be very good. And I see him with 80-plus yards and a touchdown in the first game. Oh, and a prediction. Bold prediction. He hasn't really established himself, but clearly the organization as a whole has confidence in him that he's going to Well, he was never really the given the opportunity to. That's true. That's Because true. he always had Sanders and Demarius Thomas. That's true. Now so, since it's just him and Sanders, he'll be fine. So you think breakout game? Breakout game. Huge breakout home? game. Yeah, they're at home. Home. All oh, right. Because Demarius. Yep. yep. All right. Well, speaking of receivers that uh, that got the confidence in the world, my guy Kenny Galladay at Minnesota. That's my stardom. You know I love this guy. Yes. And I think he has incredible potential. And clearly so do the Lions as by telling Golden Tate to take a hike. Uh, and they're going to pay this guy the bag. I like him a lot. He's very versatile. He's one of those tall guys, but he's also speedy. I, so he's he he started off hot. He he did, but he's kind of slowed down a little bit. He lost those targets that he got uh, in the beginning of the season. But now, I mean, with losing Golden Tate, it's it's the sky's the limit for this guy. Um, this one is definitely a little bit of a gamble. I'll be honest, because Vikings defense is very good. They they haven't let up a receiving touchdown since week four. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. But my man Kenny G is a baller. Changes. He's a baller. Changes and, this And week. after getting the nod from Patricia and the rest of the organization for being the guy from here on out, he's going to have a ton of confidence going into this week. Him and Sutton are very similar. Very similar. In very the, similar situations. Yes. They, they, they lost their... So-called f- old franchise receivers, the old heads are gone. They're out. They're out of the. It's it's the young young guns time. The young buck. Yeah, the young bucks time. So it's a big time prove it game for him as well as Cortland Sutton. So I love it. You got to risk it to get the biscuit. I did not know he was six four. Six four. He's massive. Mm-hmm. You got to well, risk it to get the biscuit, Bry. Thanks, Jeff. Listen, everybody, listen. Running backs. <laughs> Nick Chubb versus Kansas City. So, he he's had 18 carries the last two weeks, and they're not, like, ridiculous numbers that he had. He had a touchdown the first start that he had, but last week it wasn't too great. But they fired the head coach, the new offense, the offensive coordinator. The new offensive coordinator, hopefully, should dial up some different looks that nobody's seen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Different looks that nobody's seen before, so no, no team really knows what to expect yet. So they could really do anything. So they, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen, but I'm very confident that Nick Chubb will get the 18-plus carries, and I think they're going to try and control the game in Cleveland's hands because they don't want Mahomes to have the ball. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try and run the ball, run the clock, and I think that's where Chubb comes in a lot. He'll get you a touchdown. He'll get you the points. Start That's a good thought. That's a good thought. Um, is it a little nerve wracking with the new offensive coordinator? Yeah, but you gotta you never know risk it get. to get the biscuit. Hey, let's go! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that. All right, now I'm now I just completely bought into Nick Chubb. Yeah, completely bought in. Okay, RB two. So we went from uh, a young guy to an old guy. 
This guy, he's an old guy. However, he's been pretty much running like he's 10 years younger, I'll be honest. And his name is Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson has been a must-start all season. We bashed him in the beginning. We did. Because, like, he's done this before. I still think at some point the wheels will fall off. I just don't know when. I don't think this season. Dude, the way he's been running is incredible. That offensive line is playing incredible, too. That's and that helps in all but in all but two games he's reached he's quietly reached ninety five yards or more, which is nuts. And throughout the entire season he's averaging one hundred and fifteen yards per game on the ground. That's not bad. Not bad. That's it's, great. It's a joke, idiot. Okay. But the downside for him is he he doesn't really reach the end zone many times. I think he has like four touchdowns or something like that, which still isn't bad, but. I also don't think that that affects his stock as an RB1. I think regardless, he's he's a must-start, especially being that he's at home versus Atlanta, who is a bad defense that lets up uh, 113 rushing yards per game. This guy, the old head, the Don, start this guy. It's similar to Julio in a sense. Like gets, so. the, gets a lot of yards, but right. the touchdowns aren't guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It's similar, but like you never bench Julio. No, never. And I'm not saying Julio is Adrian Peterson. That will right, just... but like it's like it's similar. I, I get what you're saying. Tight ends, another old head, another. But tight ends are just horrible, mm-hmm. horrible. We say this every week, every week. Mm-hmm. But Ed Dixon, that I don't even know. Sucks. I don't even know if anybody knows what team he's on, but he's on <laughs> Seattle, and he's I, an old head. I think. Yeah, he was on Carolina. Yeah, yeah. But it was his first game of the season last week, and he had 54 yards and a touchdown. Which, for a tight end, that's incredible. Very. These days, it's incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't know what he'll do next week, but... Oh, he's not that old. He's 31. Old. That's that's kind of old. <laughs> so, he's definitely going to be a part of the offense, and it seems like the offense is coming together finally. Russell Wilson is playing better. He could be one of the main targets in the red zone. I'd pick him up now if you could. So, if Jeff, if you need a tight end... Pick him up in your other league. You think? Yeah. Hmm. Just a thought. But I'll give it a thought. I mean, if you have like a roster spot that you could take a risk, do it. You got to risk it to get, get the biscuit. <laughs> okay, well, with tight ends, I feel like we just keep repeating ourselves at this point. But David Njoku at home versus Kansas City. It's so disappointing, his season so far. Mm, I don't know about disappointing. I mean, I think he's doing better now that Baker's behind the wheel, you know? he's he, They have good chemistry, and his targets per game has skyrocketed. He's actually had 29 targets in the past four games, so that's always good to have. I mean, they, that might not always translate to getting catches, but as a tight end, I feel like you're more likely. Well, he also lines up in the slot sometimes, but I feel like as a tight end, when you're getting targets like that, you're more likely to come down with it, you know? like Because it also could be those short routes that – Still get you those points. Last week hit a little bit of a goose egg, so I guess I guess you're right when when you said that before. But everybody has a goose egg. Even everybody, you. even you, me. Against the defense that has given up <laughs> the fifth most fantasy points as well to tight ends, this one is a big fat lock of a start. Big fat lock. Big fat lock. Really? <laughs> you're okay. big fat. All right. I like it. I like. I don't think people should judge him on last week when he had no targets. A goose egg. Nobody 
not even a target. Like people were probably like, "Holy crap!" I was I was not gonna say that because I don't want people to deter what I just said. Yeah, but we are the goats, so people should listen. Yeah. To us. yeah! <laughs> Moving on, defense. My, this hurts. This hurts. Oh, it really does hurt. It does. Miami Dolphins against the Jets. The who? The Jets. <laughs> Last time they played, we actually went to the game. We did. Horrible. Lost. Horrible game. Awful game. We'll never go on a bus ride. No. We ever. did. Okay, so sidebar. We did one of those things where you pay an all-inclusive type of thing, and you go on a bus early, 9 a.m., start, whatever. We didn't get there. We had 20 minutes to tailgate. It was horrible. 20 minutes. And then everybody who even wasn't a part of the, the whole ordeal, eating all our food. I had two hot dogs the entire day. <laughs> and... It also took us 15 hours to get home. It was very bad. So I recommend you don't do that. You just sack up. You find somebody to drive the, the DD. And, and just do it with your boys. And just do it with your boys because we'll never do that again. Carry on, Bri. So last time they played the Jets when we went, they had three toner, turnovers. Turnovers. <laughs> three turnovers and three sacks, which adds up to a lot of points. Like, that's what you want. Um, the Jets team is not healthy. Mm-hmm. They don't. Robbie Anderson is not. Probably not going to play again. Jermaine Curse is their only healthy receiver that's from the beginning of the year. They have a bunch of no-name guys. Miami is still in the playoff race, so they're going to be fighting. They're going to be trying to grit this one out, and Miami will turn make the Jets turn the ball over. Definitely start them. You know, it's, it's sad, but I agree. I definitely agree with you here. It hurts. Yeah. We suck again. We suck again! Suck again! But, like, I'm down to tank. Yeah. You just got to you got to go with it though. If you're going to tank, you got to commit to the tank. Which I'm kind of happy why they didn't spend draft picks on somebody that's like going to be alone. Mm. You know? Like True. Golden Tate or whoever like we need a receiver, but I'm happy they didn't do that. Also inactive in free agency. They'll be very I mean active. not free agency before the deadline. Is what I meant. Inactive. All right, well, the other one, this this is happy for me. I'm going to say Dallas at home versus Tennessee. Monday night primetime game at home versus a awful offense who's given up the six most fantasy points to opposing defenses. This one is a lock. Dallas defense has actually also been playing very well. I think quietly playing well. Cause very quiet. I saw I saw like their stats and everything. Yeah, and you're no, like, oh shit, you don't even know. Nobody's like, oh, let me start Dallas. You yeah, know? because well, mostly because their D backs aren't great. They're not there's no like big time names in, in their defensive backs, but they do have those guys up front, like Demarcus Lawrence, that, that will like come at you. Um, they have at least one sack per game, which is good. So you're going to guarantee getting one of those, a couple of those, hopefully. Uh, and the Titans' offense has been a constant struggle all season. So that should continue this week, I hope. Dallas, lock them in. Lock them in. I like those. Those are good stardoms. You guys better listen to us. And moving on. We're going to go Sidums. Sidums. Who do you got? All right. This one, whenever you whenever you think this guy's name, you always think of him in a starting lineup. And this is your boy, actually. Mm. Who? Stafford. Matthew Stafford. And he's at Minnesota, and you were talking about earlier how they've not really – they haven't let up a touchdown since week four to a wide receiver. Yep. Right? So, I mean, they're playing at Minnesota. Minnesota lost against the Saints last week. They're going to be everything. All the weapons are going to be out. Dalvin Cook might be back. 
So they're going to have all their weapons. They're going to be firing at Stafford. They just lost Golden Tate. I think Galladay will play well. but Yeah. But he might be the only one that plays well. Marvin, yeah. Marvin Jones isn't the type of guy. He'll have a couple breakout games, but he's not the go-to receiver. Galladay will be. But you don't know what Stafford will be like without their main receiver. True. So I would sit him one week, see how he does without Tate, and then judge him after that. You know, I'm going to agree. And that's why I said with the Galladay pick, it's it's risky, but you got to risk it. Because, I mean, I think, I feel like Galladay has more of an upside than Stafford does. Because it it's one of those things where you sit him until you see what they're all about. It's like... Like Galladay Stafford, this week could be like Odell and Eli yeah. type of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's true. All right, well, I like Stafford, so it's tough to go against him. I'll yeah, but it's my, gotta. it's my boy, Gunslinger. Uh, another quarterback to sit. This is also going to be kind of shocking. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick at Carolina. I'll be honest. We love us some Fitz, Fitz magic. magic. We yes. love the Fitz magic. And it's nice to see him back in the saddle of that offense, but... This week won't be an easy one with 13 takeaways from the Panthers defense. They always find a way to get the ball back. And if anyone's going to give the ball up, it's Fitzpatrick. He's known to turn the ball over occasionally. I mean, last week when he came in, he did really well and had two touchdowns, no turnovers, barely any incompletions. But I feel like that was also a lot of adrenaline that, that does wonders. And it was like towards like the tail end of the game, so, whatever. But if anyone's going to turn the ball over, it's Fitzpatrick. Sure, he may throw 300-plus yards because that's what he does. He likes to air it out. Uh, maybe a couple touchdowns here and there. But make no mistake, he's going to turn – He's gonna get, you're going to get those turnover points if you start if, – if you sit him. His he, thing is he doesn't care if he turns the ball over. That's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean by yeah. that? Like, he, he'll – if he sees single coverage, double coverage, he'll throw it he up airs to Mike Evans. Big he time, care. Big time, he airs it out a lot. Uh, so I, I don't like Fitzpatrick this week and the Panthers are starting to heat up after back-to-back great wins. Um, the Panthers look good. Yeah. They're going to want to shut that Fitz magic talk down real quick, real quick, real quick. Moving on receivers, wide receivers. I, my, this guy, you should never start him the rest of the season. (laughs) You should not start. You should not start anybody on that team the rest of the season. Oh, I just said this before. Corey Davis on Tennessee mm-hmm. at Dallas. You should not start a single soul on Tennessee. Their offense is terrible. Awful. Their best player is probably Deion Lewis, and he has done – he had, like, one good week. Mm-hmm. So, And you can't take that risk in order for that to happen. So, Corey Davis, Mariota is not good at all. Mm-hmm. They're not on the same page on anybody. Derrick mm-hmm. Henry – his feet are stuck in mud. Well, we'll talk about him real short, real quickly. I promise you. I mean, I think Corey Davis will be good eventually. Like, I think he has the talent. I just don't think with Mariota and the Titans. That offense, is, he's, he's not cut out for that offense. I think yeah. he's a great player, and I liked him coming out of the draft last year. He was one of my guys that I was like, all right, this guy has great potential. It's just... They can't. They can't click. He had that one really good week. I think it was like week five or, or four like, yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah, he blew up one week. Blew up, but that's just not. That's not the offense he needs to be in to progress. See, like I think that if you have him, like I know people do dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. If you have him in dynasty, you should keep him. Agreed. Definitely keep him. Yeah. Moving on. 
the other is Tyrell. Tyrell. Tyrell Williams at Seattle. All right. So this guy, the past two weeks, has had fantastic games. Unbelievable. So, but don't be fooled. You got to listen to this. So, when you look at the fantasy points, you can't just look at his fantasy points. That that's you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to see that he had back to back twenty plus point games. And you're going to be like, oh, why why is this guy still a free agent? Why have I not picked this guy up? Blah blah blah. But you can't just look at that. There's there's levels to this shit, Bry. And the past two games, he's managed to tally up, tally up 236 yards and three touchdowns. Unbelievable. Sounds good, right? Of course it does. You know how many catches he had? How many? Seven. Seven catches. That's Come terrible. On. Come on. That's terrible. So you can't just expect this guy to get the little amount of catches and run seven field lengths. Fields length. It's just not. It's too risky, honestly. It's not realistic. And he's very reliant on the big play ability that he has, which isn't always bad. But. He's just not the go-to guy. He's, he's a boomer bust guy. Yeah, definitely. And but he's not I, a boomer bust guy. That, like Deshaun Jackson is much more trustworthy than him. Yeah, and he's a boomer bust guy. Absolutely. Too. And I think also being at Seattle is more of a potential to be a bust. It's just it's tough. It's tough to start him as a flex and like expect him to do numbers like that. And with him, it's also either like a great yeah boomer bust. So he's either going to get that great game with twenty plus points. Or he's going to get three points. Like, it, there's really no in-between. He doesn't get that many catches, as I said. And now with Melvin Gordon potentially back, that offense just has too many mouths to feed. So, yes. I don't trust it at all. Agreed. Thanks, Bri. Good work, Jeff. Thanks, Bri. Running backs. This guy, in the beginning of the year, a lot of people were high on him. A lot of people liked him a lot. A lot of people wanted him on their team. Now everybody's trying to trade him. Mm-hmm. Jordan Howard. He, probably one of the biggest disappointments this year true besides like Fournette and Cook and the other guys that like got hurt he's definitely up there I agree he had 22 touches last week against the Jets and it seems like every week it's going to be game flow of like how how many touches it's like who like the hot the hot guy the hot guy (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) um to I said this a couple weeks ago but Tariq they feel more comfortable with him there he could block He's very dynamic. He why are you smiling? Because that was funny. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of all the things that I just could have said, and I just said the hot guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but whatever it's a close game, whatever they're down, Tariq is gonna get that. Like play more than Jordan Howard. Oh yeah, for sure. And Jordan Howard, he'll only play when they're up a lot. Yeah, just run the ball. Yeah. So that's when, like last week, they played the Jets. It'll probably be similar, maybe a little similar this week, but Buffalo's defense is surprisingly good. True. They just held the Patriots to without a passing touchdown. It's so weird. They're so streaky. So streaky. But they're playing at Buffalo, so it probably gives them a better chance, mm-hmm. and they probably would rather Tariq out there to be more dynamic. Agreed. I think there's more of an upside with Tariq Cohen then there is a downside with Jordan Howard Definitely. because he still gets those goal line touches and whatever. He still manages. I mean, 22 touches is like, I would take that. And it's a lot. Yeah, but yeah. He, it's not consistent. enough. Exactly. So that's the thing. It's, it's a two headed monster back there. And I think the, the hot guy right now is, <laughs> is Terry Cohen. So I definitely agree with benching Jordan Howard for right now. 
Now is the time to trade him because he got those 22 carries. Right. So you could say, oh, he got 22 carries. Yeah. I mean, and be... still, when you look up and down his like his numbers, they're not that bad. They're, some of them, most of them are like kind of double digits, like low end. If somebody's in like desperate need of a running back, which a lot of teams are this year, uh, fantasy-wise, I mean, it, you can trade this guy. But I'm saying somebody. based off like where he was drafted, second, third oh, round. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like you could have got Joe Mixon ahead of him. You could have mm-hmm. got the other guys. Mm-hmm. All right. I agree. Jordan Howard sit him. And another guy on an offense and whole team that we were trashing, Derrick Henry. Get him off. At Dallas. So I have Dallas's defense starting and sitting Derrick Henry for a reason. What a letdown this guy has been, huh? The whole team. I was big on Mariota, too. I thought he was going to be good. I Derrick Henry fools me every year, and I'll tell you why. It's because he always posts these Instagrams and Instagram stories of him working out. And he looks like a mammoth. And I'm like, Dude, okay. He's massive. I'm like, okay, this guy is going to be a king. Like, he's, like, he should be. He's huge. And he's just, he's fast, too. It makes no sense of why he's not performing. But in the end, it took him seven games to finally score his first touchdown. Still had 33 rushing yards, <laughs> like, in the game that he still had a touchdown. So don't be fooled just by seeing that number. Of how many fantasy points he had. They literally all came from that one touchdown. Uh, his highest rushing yards in a game topped off this season at 57, which is awful. And Horrible. he's still splitting carries with Deion Lewis, who we said is arguably the best guy on that yeah. offense right now. So uh, don't be fooled by the one touchdown. He's still big-time sit it, it, or drop him, honestly. Yes. Definitely, I agree. Yes. <laughs> drop him. Um. Tight ends. Tight ends. All right. This guy, I know some people have him on their team, which I don't know why. You're loving these old head tight ends today. Ben Watson. (laughs) Why would he be on your team? Benjamin. Ben. Jamin. So, he did not have a target last week. They're playing the Rams, which seems like a good matchup, but don't start him. No. I don't need to say more. (laughs) Just don't start him. Exactly. He's just one of those guys. You're like, all right, I feel you. And then another guy who we have trashed on, I think, every episode, and I'm gonna, I might as well just keep him there until he proves me wrong. Jordan Reed, at home versus Atlanta. I mean, mind you, Atlanta defense sucks, but you know who else sucks? Oh, Jeff. Jordan Reed sucks. He's so bad, and I don't even know what else to say. How do you, he had he had seven catches last game, thirty eight yards. How does that even happen? Take a page out of Tyrell Williams' playbook, you jagaloon. Jagaloon. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't. I I'm done with Jordan Reed. I was high on him in the beginning of the year, and he's just disappointed. Sucks. Sucks. Bad. Move on. <laughs> Defense. This one. Denver. It's Denver. Yes. But Denver's defense has been pretty good this year, especially at home. Yes. And. They're usually, they get the sacks, they get the turnovers, but Houston looks like they're starting to click. Lamar Miller's picking up, Deshaun is tossing touchdowns left and right. They lost Will Fuller, but they got Demarius, which we don't know how much he'll play, but Kiki's coming back. Who? Kiki. Cootie. (laughs) And DeAndre's there. They just got a lot of weapons that, his go-to is obviously DeAndre. They're going to score touchdowns. Did you say Demarius? Yes. Demarius. Thanks, Jeff. But everything seems to be clicking for Houston's offense. 
The only, they'll be lucky to get a sack on Deshaun. They'll get like a sack or two on Deshaun, probably. Yeah, agreed. But I don't because he's he's the- actually the most sacked quarterback. I think I could be butchering. I'm pretty sure he's like the most sacked quarterback. Is Deshaun. that true? Or he's one of them. It's got to be feel top like three. Eli's up there. No, I'm <sighs> telling you. You know what? Keep talking. I'm gonna look this up. But no, I just feel like they. Uh, Houston will score the touchdowns. I think this is going to be an underrated high-scoring game that whoever you have in this game, you should start because it will be a high-scoring game. And I don't know. I think that you should sit Denver and listen. And if Dallas is on the waiver wire, you should start Dallas or Miami. Yeah, that's my stardom. And Miami is mine. Okay. So what's it looking like? I can't find it. I'm going to be honest. Where's Sacks? All right, so we'll keep you updated next week. Yeah. We'll let you know. Or if week. I find it at the end. Uh, my sit this this week for defense is actually a little bit of a curveball. It's the Rams at New Orleans. It's not that much of a curveball because they're playing against New Orleans, but it's the Rams. They now have – can you believe this? They have seven first-rounders on the defense. Not all of them are playing because Aqib Tlaib is hurt. And That's why they're undefeated. Though. Whoever else, yes. But – I still think that they're going to have a tough time because this is arguably the best offense they've played all year. Uh, it's Drew Brees. He doesn't really make that many mistakes, so don't really expect any, any picks he or whatever. He also has the best offensive line. Exactly. Best offensive line. Excuse me. They got, uh, obviously, the two-headed monster in the backfield with Kamara and Ingram. They got uh, Michael Thomas as well. That guy, Traquan Smith, is emerging himself. And this... It's a very high-powered, scorching-hot offense right now. I also think Ted Ginn comes back, which adds like a little more fire. You know, is he coming back this week? Yeah. Oh wow. <clears throat> um, if Dante Fowler plays, will he play? You think? Yeah, and he definitely. just started practicing today. Definitely. You think he'll play this week? Yeah. He's literally—they're going to say go in and sack the quarterback. That's true. That's all he needs to That's do. That's true. I just don't. I think it's going to be a good game. But I just don't see the Rams' defense generating many fantasy points. I agree. Like it's it could be it's going to be a good game for sure. But I think fantasy wise, you want to rely more on offensive guys. Well, most leagues are based off sacks and turnovers, and the Saints have the best right. offensive line, and Drew Brees doesn't really turn the ball exactly. over. exactly. So, so right there, better options. It's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah, there's definitely better options in in the waiver wire, for sure. That's it for Stardom Sidums. Yeah. Who's your sleeper, Bri? Drum right. roll. Spoke about him literally a minute ago. Kiki Cutie. Kiki Who? Cutie. He, uh, Kiki. Please stop. Right. He, uh, he's stepping in for Will Fuller. He's coming back this week. He's been hurt the last couple of games. But uh, when Will Fuller was a non-factor, he was out. He put up 160 yards on 23 targets and a touchdown, mm-hmm. which is good. Which is definitely good. And I don't think Demarius will play that much because he doesn't really know the offense well. So I'd start Kiki. So you think? Do you think Kiki start just like these this week and this, maybe next it. week, that's and it. then that's, that's it. It. no, just this week, just this week, just this week. So you think Demarius right, will know the wait. offense by next week, and Kiki start this week? All right, I'm. A, I'll rock with that. I do like Kiki. I think he is a incredible name. Uh, I can't believe it. He definitely fills the void for Will Fuller, and I think. They both have very similar play style. Uh, but, yeah, I guess you're right. I would say Kiki this week and Demarius, once he starts to kind of get his shit together and learn the offense and whatever, then I think maybe Kiki will kind of be a semi-irrelevant. I think this is the only week you could trust Kiki. 
Yeah. And then after that, you have to wait till Demarius plays a full right. game. Right, right, for sure. My sleeper. Let me hear it. He's not really much of a sleeper, but he is not owned in many fantasy leagues. No, he's leagues. a sleeper now. And it makes sense. Yeah, he's a he's sleeper, a sleeper now. now. Last year, he was not a sleeper. Devontae Parker. Uh, this week, he's at home versus the Giants. Uh, and so far this year, he's uh, as I said, he's not really owned in many fantasy leagues. It's because he's had a rough year. He's been banged up. Uh, but this past week against the Texans, he showed definitely showed flashes of greatness and what we saw from him last year. Uh, he had six catches on nine targets, which was great. Um, 134 yards. That's Julio Jones-type stats right there because zero touchdowns. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I like Devonte. It's tough with Brock at the helm of that offense because I still am not buying into this Brocktober. Oh, actually, Brocktober's over this weekend. Yeah. Wow. I just screwed myself. Uh, <laughs> but knowing this guy, he if he's back to his healthy self, then it's something to keep in mind for sure. I like it. I like it a lot. Thanks, I think he's, I think he really is good. Like I do, he is for he's sure. One of those guys that like Corey Davis. It's the same. It's the same situation. Mm-hmm. I was actually a little surprised when that he wasn't traded at the deadline. They could have got like a third rounder, fourth yeah, rounder for, for him. sure. All right, that's it for that. Sleepers done. Lock them in. Start them. Sit them. Lock them in. Now the bonus. The bonus question from Bro- a friend of the show, Ian. Ian's from Ends. He's got his own podcast. Bro, what's the name of it? It's two cousins. Two cousins. Two cousins podcast. They're go check them out. They're all over. They're in, I think on iTunes. I don't know if they're on Spotify, but go check them out. Enzo asks, "Would you rather have Cortland Sutton or Amari Cooper for the rest of the year?" It's a great question. Great question because I don't even know what I'm going to answer. Uh, if I had to choose one on my fantasy team, mm-hmm. I think I would go Cortland Sutton. You know, I'm going Amari Cooper. I think Sutton just because. We've seen what the guy could do, and the same thing with Amari Cooper, but we saw how inconsistent he was on the Raiders. Okay. And I would rather take the risk with Sutton with what I've seen from him this year, and now since he's just going to be getting more targets, Mm -hmm. I think he would be more reliable and more effective than Cooper. Right. In the end, I think this also comes down to quarterbacks. So you would rather have Case Keenum than Dak Prescott? They both are not good. I think Dak Prescott is better than Case Keenum. <laughs> um, I, th- I think, I think that offense as a whole for the Cowboys is better than the Broncos' offense because they just well a they have a lot of a lot of big names in the Cowboys' offense. Like you got to focus on Zeke with with the Broncos' offense. They have guys like Philip Lindsay who are good, but they're not like studs. And is Royce Freeman back? I think he's still hurt. Is he still hurt? Doesn't matter. Doesn't even matter. He's still not a stud. He's not a Ezekiel Elliott first rounder. Uh, so it's tough to focus on on that. So they're going to be focusing on Zeke. I feel like Amari's going to get open. It's it's basically what the Cowboys needed. They needed that last piece. They didn't really have many people to throw to. They got the new stud. What's his name again? Receiver for Cowboys. The new stud. I, I don't know why I'm drawing Michael a Michael Gallup? Yeah. Michael Gallup. He's good, but it's it's not his time yet. He's still got to develop, and I think also that helps him because Amari Cooper, I mean, he's even though he's young, I feel like he's been in the league for a while, it's still good guidance to have. I think they're I both personally, be good. I agree, but I personally would rather have Amari Cooper on that offense than Cortland Sutton and have Case Keenum throw to me. Cowboy fan. 
It's not biased. <laughs> no, I, I like Sutton just because, like you said, I like Lindsay a lot. And I think they don't know if they're going to run it or pass it with Lindsay. Same <clears throat> with Zeke, though. I know. But then you also got Sanders to who's going to be the number one. Hmm. So the, like Amari Don't count Cooper. out Cole Beasley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sutton for me, Cooper for Jeff. Definitely. Thank you for the question, Enns. Please go check out Two Cousins. They're, they're good guys. Great guys. Good guys over there. Good podcast. Good podcast. Speaking of good podcasts, that wraps up ours. Yeah. <laughs> week nine coming at you. We'll be back. And we're not taking off anymore, by the no, way. No, that was our bye week. That was our bye week. Definitely. I like that. That was our bye week. I like that. No more bye weeks. We're here till the end. Till the Super Bowl. Till the Super Bowl. And then after, we pick another sport. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs>